1: What is up, everyone? It is Wednesday night, and you know what that means? That is another edition of the Buffalo Blitz right here on the built in Buffalo Network on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Twitter. And I'm your host, Peter DiBiase. Every Wednesday night from 8 p.m. to about 9, 9, 15. You guys can follow me down below, Peter on Twitter. I will follow you back, no doubt. And you guys, by the title of tonight's tonight's show, we're going to be talking about some of the future Buffalo Bills contract extensions. More importantly, Jordan Poirier, Dawson Knox, Ed Oliver, Tremaine Edmonds, Gabe Davis, and Devin Singletary. So with Without further ado, let's get the ball rolling. We have two guests tonight. I usually have one. We got two guests tonight. So we're going to start with primetime Adam. What is up, my man Adam? How are we doing tonight?
2: How's it going, Peter? So excited to get to talk some Bills football. Uh, it's that part of the offseason where I just really, really wish it was time for Bills football, but we're like yeah. 66 days away, so I'm, I'm just ready to get after it.
1: So, and now I think we have to bring on our... Another one of our guests, the founder of Built and Buffalo, the reason why I'm sitting here talking bills, Dave Myers, DM3, on his phone. What is up, Dave? How are we doing tonight, man? (laughs) What's going on, guys? Uh, Peter
3: got me out of retirement early. I hadn't hadn't, uh, planned on coming back this soon, but um, my guy, I got to be on there. This is a good topic, and I I got some some great talking points. So it's just a pleasure to be here, and you guys are killing it. So I just want to be a part of the show.
1: Hey, I appreciate you giving me this platform. But yeah, this is a fun, fun conversation, guys. Comments are open as always. Drop a like, subscribe to everything built in Buffalo. If it's the website, it's the Facebook, it's the YouTube, it's the Twitter, it's Instagram, whatever built in Buffalo. You guys subscribe to follow and all that fun stuff. You guys can also follow all three of us on Twitter. I'm assuming you're following Dave, and I'm assuming you're following Adam, because Adam, you're almost at 10K, which is which is wild. Um Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Without without further ado, uh, first, so Bill uh, and Buffalo, let's go, Buffalo, coming in the chat. Akeem is in the chat. My guy. Let's
2: go, Akeem. My brother. brother.
1: Good show last night, man. I appreciate it, even though uh, Dan Kelly forgot the name of my show and uh, Akeem had to back him up. And it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Akeem, uh, D- uh, Kelly, Dan Kelly apologized to me after. It was no hard feelings. We got over it. And you know, breaking tables in here. Uh, Dave in the house. What's up? I'm assuming Brian is my guy B. Brian's breaking tables every Mondays and Thursdays, and yeah, Mondays and Thursdays. Sophia, I appreciate you coming in the chat, and let's ha- let's have a night, guys. So, without further ado, we're gonna be talking about. We'll start, we'll start with the first one because I think Jordan Poyer is the one that we both, all three of us, potentially think could be signed. But I think we should start start talking about. It. Adam, I will start with you. What do you think a Jordan Poyer extension looks like if Jordan Poyer does get an extension with the Buffalo Bills?
2: Well, that's tough because he's coming off of an all-pro first-team season. Uh, he didn't make the Pro Bowl because the Pro Bowl is a sham and should be discontinued, and it's the biggest joke in professional sports. Um, but but for me, I, I'm not really a huge um, money-by-year guy, but, but if we were to extend Jordan Poyer, I see it two to three year extension. I think anything after that, the, the kind of age gets into the the, the game here. And, and I think anything after a two to three year extension would be a disservice. Now, while I say that we did just sign Von Miller to a six year contract that would have him playing until 39. Um, but I think if Bean were to do anything, it would be that that two to three year extension that I talked about.
1: Dave, thoughts on, I know you're, I'm pretty sure you're a Jordan Poyer extension. I think you're, you're on the train and muted, you're, muted, Dave. you're muted,
3: Dave. See, you gotta, I gotta work this all out. I'm coming back. I, gotta get this shit right. I don't have anything behind me. I don't have any, of my setup, right. I don't have my mic, my cam. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think that should have been done yesterday. I, I think what it boils down to is if you look at the veteran safeties in the league, you know, he's going to want something comparable, but then you have to pull the age into it. You know, 32 years of age um, at some point, him and Micah Hyde, both are going to start, they're going to hit their ceiling. Um, it's just the law of averages as far as how long veterans can play at a high level. Um, now they've shown no signs of slowing down. Um, but I think the writing was on the wall when we saw that Poyer signed, you know, with Drew Rosenhaus who is the biggest NFL um Agent out there, um, and in, in other you know sports, but I, I think if you compare some of the contracts we've seen over the years for someone of his stature, he's an all pro, he's played, he's going into his, his fifth year with the bills, he's played at a high level, you know, throughout. So, I mean, I, I think reasonably the nine to twelve million dollar range, I think, is good. I don't think you give him more than two years, I think, at that point. Um, you have to start thinking of a a contingency plan for safety um, for the Bills because it's the system, right? And I I think we don't have that on the roster currently. Mm -hmm. So it would be more about having a plan for Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer to groom the guys that are going to replace them. So I'd be okay with two years. You know, that puts him at 34, 33, 34. Um, And I still think he'll play at a high level for a while. So I think a couple years, 9 to 12 million, I think sounds right. When you I say- think he was the
2: only safety last year with three sacks and three interceptions, and I think he did that potentially in consecutive years. Um, but but I think the big thing that points to an extension or him staying for a little bit is is kind of what Dave pointed to. We didn't draft a safety. Um I thought that one of the telltale signs if we were going to kind of start to move away from Jordan Poyer would be signing a safety, but there is no real contingency plan on the roster. We have seen guys like Dane Jackson and Taron Johnson step up when injuries occur, but we don't have another safety.
1: Yeah, I don't I agree. I don't think DeMar Hamlin or Jaquan Johnson are future uh starting stages for the bills are solid backups special teams players and dave and adam as well when you think of the two year extension i'm assuming you mean on top of this year yeah so i'm I'm
3: talking to through 2024
1: so that's so that's three more years of Jordan Poyer.
3: Yeah I think I think and I think that's fair. I think if you offer him just one more year I don't know you have you have to look at it from an executive
1: I don't think standpoint
3: and a business standpoint. You can't because there has to be a plan in place. Now, are the Bills going to go out in the first round next year and draft a safety? I don't know. But they didn't make any efforts to sign anybody in free agency. They didn't make any efforts in the draft this year in any round, and they took Demar Hamlin at the end of last year's draft. So they they don't have – I mean, Jaquan Johnson's not the answer. You can move Saran Neal back over there. Those guys are not the answer at safety. So, you know, it, it'll all be determined – the numbers are, are key here because – the the bills are up against the salary cap not just this year but next year and we saw what bean was able to do by moving things around extending guys releasing some guys to you know free up cash giving guys signing bonuses however i i think two more years added on to the contract i think that's more than fair um, i'm not saying that's what they're going to do um, but if 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 that was me i would i would extend him that that gives you a contingency plan to draft develop and Groom, that's the the bean philosophy, right? Right through the draft yes. is to draft a guy, you know, Groom, him. plus Sean McDermott, unless absolutely necessary, does not play rookies a whole ton in their first season. We saw it, you know, with a, a lot of these guys that came through, unless they had to play, like Tredavious White had to play, you know, Tremaine Edmonds had to play because we needed to, to fill those positions. So I don't know. It's going to be really interesting to see. Plus, like I said, got to pay attention to the salary cap.
1: Yeah, I, I completely agree. Like Kai Irlam e. is going to have to play because he was drafted yep. in the first round. And there's yep. obviously not a significant starting depth at the cornerback position. But no, Jordan Poyer, two year extension is exactly, I think, the perfect amount of extension. The thing is, like, Dave, you're right. If you sign, if you give him off from the one year extension, for his business standpoint, he's not maximizing his value. Because at this point in his career, his value is not going to get any higher. There's no, like he could have as good as a year next year, or even a little better, but he's not getting younger. Like his age is not dropping, so his value is at an all time high. And I get the guy trying to get money. I, that, I 100% agree with that. I, I I'm always for people trying to get their money, obviously even makes sense, and they're not signed to a five year contract that they signed yesterday, like that. But yeah, another year of Jordan Poyer right now under this contract, the Bills could offer him if they if he if he does want the three-year extension, which I don't agree with, offer of the two-year and maybe pop some more money on this year, a little more guaranteed money up front. I know Bean's very uh, good at the signing bonus, all that fun stuff, because the cap is a myth because somehow the Saints have, we're over the cap yeah. and now we're $60 on with the cap or some stupid number. So, Adam, so your, your two-year extension, Jordan Poyer, you – is there any? Cha- Both of you guys can answer. We can start. Any chance that Jordan Poyer is not on this roster? You think after this year, like, well, like you pu- if you put it at percent wise, like, what are the chances Jordan Poyer is not on the roster after this upcoming year?
2: I think the Drew Rosenhaus signing uh, w- was really big because he's going to go and try to get that bag. And he wants that money. I think the the one thing to to be on the lookout for, too, is with the salary cap increasing with the TV deals that are coming in, um, signing Josh Allen when we did is going to wind up being hugely in our favor. We signed Matt Milano under market value when we did. We signed Trey White when we did under market value from compared comparison to now. So I think it'll really determine on what kind of potential hometown deals. And I know we're going to get into it later in the show, but in Ed Oliver. Uh, a Dawson Knox, uh, a Devin Singletary, a Tremaine Edmonds. I think after this season, while I would like an extension now, if we don't, I think it's going to really come down to what magic Bean can work with those contracts. I remember when Matt Milano, when we were like, man, we really need this guy. We really need this guy. And then the number came in and I was kind of stunned because it it is under market for what kind of linebacker Matt Milano is. So I think um, when the dust has settled and when we have taken care of our guys, if Jordan Poyer isn't extended I think that's when we'll look at see what kind of money we have in the cap and if we're able to re-sign him but for me um just because I love Jordan Poyer and I think that he's one of if not the best safeties in the NFL I'd say there's about an 85 percent chance that we see Jordan Poyer after this season.
1: Dave what are, you, what are your thoughts on what are your percent chance that Poyer's not on the roster after this year?
3: I mean I gotta be honest I, I think it's 50-50 right now because yeah. He's playing for his this is his, gonna be his last big contract yeah, because of his age right um, and that's no knock on on his age or, or him but we are we're talking about a, 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 a contact sport we're talking about a sport where you you could get injured at any time right so he's gonna want to secure his future he's got a family you know he's gonna want to get what's right for him and like Adam said by by signing with drew Rosenhaus he's telling everybody, I'm going to have someone that's going to fight for me, and I don't we, – we have to we have to look at all these players, and we have to put them in this vacuum, and we have to understand that we can't re-sign everybody. No, you we can't. just can't. We're to the point with the Bills that we have accumulated so much talent that we're not going to be able to afford everybody. And then on the flip side of that, we have to look at it as – What are we comparing Jordan to? We can't compare him to a a 26, 27 year old safety. We got to compare him to a contract of a 32 year old safety um, within the last couple of years. And what is his market value? Well, to me, his market value is anywhere between nine and $12 million. Um, And I saw a couple of comments in the chat already saying that you know two years, 25, and that's right where I'm at. I think anything more than that, I think it's gonna be a hard time. And if if there wasn't an issue with money, this would have been done already. you know, we've seen being, you know, like Adam alluded to, get the hometown discount for Milano and things like that. But this may be a case where Jordan players is like, look, here's my resume. I, I've been an all pro. You know, I've led the team in tackles. You know, I've led the team as as far as from the secondary and safeties. I've done things that nobody else has done in the league in the last couple of years. So I want to get what I'm worth because I'm 32 and I don't know how much longer I can do this at a high level. So it's going to be interesting. I think it's 50-50, honestly. And I don't think it's as much of a slam dunk as everybody thinks it is, that he's going to just take this miraculous hometown discount and, hey, just offer him a signing bonus and give him a big check right now and tell him, hey, this is for 2023 signing bonus. Let's move some stuff around. I don't think it's that it's that cut and dry with Jordan Poyer. I think he's playing hardball, honestly.
2: Well, if it was cut and dry, you would have already signed.
1: Exactly. Yeah. 100%. I, my biggest fear with the, I think David hit on the head on the nail here. Two years, 25 million is the max for a player. I think that's I think that's right on where I want it. The two years, 25 million. My biggest thing if, and I'm in the camp, Jordan Park needs to be a Buffalo Bill in the next couple of years or should be a Buffalo Bill. My biggest fear is if he plays out this year without signing extension before the season, right? he's, I think he's gone. Like, I don't think he comes back. And I think that puts Bean in a very iffy situation. Cause then do you draft a safety in the first round or second round? Like, or do you trust the guy on the roster? I think if you're the bills, you, I think you're going to get this done because you don't have a contingency plan on the roster. If you just took a safety in the second round, then we wouldn't really be having this conversation. Cause I think Jordan Poyer would be um, long, but gone after this year, but there's no guy on the roster that I think can replace Jordan Porter for a season, replaced for half a game, a game injury, all that fun stuff. But for a period of season where a team wants to win a Super Bowl, the Bills are in Super Bowl contention. I think Jordan Porter has to be extended that. But I do think it's you're going to have to do it on a reasonable price because we're going to get to it in a second. Throughout the show, there's a lot of other guys that are going to either be extended, or we have to extend, or we have to let walk. I agree. Brian's coming up with two years guaranteed, third year to option with no cap hit. I don't know if Poyer would sign off on that, but that's not a horrible idea if you the Bills, if you can work around that if there's no cap it in the third year. Um, I'm assuming if he means if you cut him, there's no like, cap it. That's I'm I mean, assuming.
3: if if you look at the Von Miller contract, right? And he's come out lately and said he wants to play all six years. But and that's my girl Sophie. What's up, Sophie? Yeah, Sophie's um, saying sign the man. If we look at the Von Miller contract, everybody freaked out when we saw it, right? We got the sticker shock of the $120 million. Yeah. We're
1: like, oh, my Adam Schefter God. Report. The Adam Schefter report with yeah. the number. Everybody the number.
3: freaked out about the $120 million, But then once everybody calmed down and we saw that it was actually $54 million guaranteed, that was more palpable for all of us because we understood that, okay, this gives us a three-year window. And then if the last three, if he wants to back out of it, if the Bills win a Super Bowl, I think in the next three years, I don't think Von Miller will play six years. Um, depending on how
1: competitive we are. So if you're looking third year, if we win a super, if you win this year, then you never know. Yeah.
3: I mean, if, if, if history tells you anything about Brandon Bean and everybody talks about how Sean McDermott is very meticulous and he likes things in a routine and things like that. Brandon Bean also does that with contracts. If you look at when he even extended Micah Hyde, it was right before the start of preseason when he has time to assess and move on and, and, you know, have things, you know, you know, go through the thought process and he he gets time to work the numbers. If I if I was a betting man, I would think by the time the first preseason game rolls around, if the Bills are gonna extend Poyer, that's when it's gonna happen. I that's think less- he's gonna let he's gonna let the rookie mini camp happen. He's gonna be focused on that. He's gonna let the the vets get to camp. He's gonna be focused on that and he's gonna kind of see if there's anything out there that falls from other teams as far as cap casualties, somebody that may become available that can be a contingency plan. And then if there's not, then I think that's when we'll see um, a Poyer extension. I don't think it's going to be today, tomorrow, next week, even. I think we're talking like the end of this month, the beginning of August. That's yeah. that's just my thought process.
1: Yeah. And that's one that's less than uh, 40, 40 days. Brian's coming in 20 million or you walk. Sure. I think 2025. Convert Dan to safety. You know what, Brian, I think we should hire you as our next Bills head coach. Yeah. Sean McDermott, Brian. Um, spins coming in here. I'm a little late, but can't sign them all. Didn't we all say that with Williams, Feliciano, and Milano when they were off-agents? The difference with those three, Williams and Feliciano are nowhere near the level of talent at their respective position as Jordan Poyer, Tremaine Edmonds, Edda yeah. Oliver, Dawson Knox, Gabe Davis. They're at their respective positions. All three, all those guys are much better outside of Milano. So I think this is a little different because Williams and Feliciano were you could see a clear cut replacement. With these three, you could you can argue replacement, but you can also argue them staying on the roster. With that being said, move on to the next comic. Um, yes, Williams did have a Pro Bowl year, but Adam, we know Adam is not a big Pro Bowl fan, so Pro Bowl is a little iffy. And I, we are not starting Christian Wade, uh, Brian, because <laughs> I'm not starting Christian Wade. Brian. I'm still shocked Breaking Tables has not had Christian Wade on their pot because I think you just have to at this point. <laughs> um, that being said, I think a lot of, lot of Bills fans – because I wrote an article about Tremaine Edmonds like two weeks ago. I don't know if you saw this on Facebook, Dave. And I think I, it got yeah. like 95, 100 comments just about Tremaine Edmonds. And I was like yeah. – or oh, just on Facebook. And I was like, holy crap. I, I was trying to go through them. And I'm like – and what? And I was just like – it was like a four-paragraph article. It wasn't like a, like a heated topic. And the Tremaine Edmonds thing – is unreal in Bill's Mafia, so we'll start. Adam, I'm gonna start with you. Should Tremaine Edmonds and we're gonna talk about this at the very end. I know Dave, you might have missed this, but we're gonna play a little fun game at the end. Couple, who should we keep and who should we let walk at the yeah. end of minus, the Minus Jordan Poyer, but should Tremaine Edmonds be a Bill long term? Adam, what are we thoughts on that? Because I already see the comments coming, so they're coming up?
2: Now, I, I know how Dave feels, and I know how a, a large portion of, of Bill's Mafia feels, and, and this might lose me 9,000 followers, but yes, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big Tremaine Edmonds being a, a Bill long-term fan. Um, for me, it, it's, it's kind of the, the lazy narrative, but one that I, I kind of always fall back on is that he's young. Uh, I mean, he's young, and not only that, but he's been the signal caller on the number one overall defense for several years now. Um, much like with Jordan Poyer walking, we didn't sign a contingency plan for him. Um, and much like this past draft, we didn't sign a linebacker in the first two rounds. Uh, we got Bernard uh, from Oregon. Uh, I believe that's a, a linebacker as well. Um, but but I'm a big fan of Tremaine Edmonds. I love the size. I love the ability. I love that he's young. Uh, and I love that he has the ability to to be a 17-year Wall of Fame kind of player leading that defense for years and years and years. Yes, there's miscues in his game. Yes, a lot of people think that he's kind of slow to get to the gap. Um, he makes some, some boneheaded errors. I, I mean that um, the game against uh, Tampa Bay when uh, he was lined up with Godwin, I believe, who scored that game-winning touchdown in overtime, that was just abysmal to see. Um, so there are faults in his game. But if you're asking me personally, um, I can put on my Tremaine Edmonds jersey and really, really get going. But, yes, I'm, I'm a big fan of Tremaine Edmonds. And and it might be, too, I'm a little biased because it's that seven one six draft, right? Josh Allen was taken 7th. Tremaine Edmonds was taken 16th. Um, it was just in, a good omen uh, for me for <laughs> Buffalo. Um, so that could be the reason. But, yes, short answer, yes, I, I think Tremaine Edmonds should be a bill long term. Dave,
1: where, where's your long answer? Because I know it's coming. Get your popcorn ready. Yeah, here we right. go. I said – right. Adam gave the short answer. So I've
3: been fluctuating over the past four years about Tremaine Edmonds. Rookie year, take your lumps. It's, it is what it is, right? Rookie year. Sophomore year was a little critical but was still on board. Third year, I was a little – I was really critical of Tremaine Edmonds. But – The fourth year, I started to see the light. You know, and and I I got a lot of stuff on this, so I I hope you guys don't get too too crazy, but this is one of the main reasons why I wanted to come on the show because um, I posted on Twitter a couple days ago, and it it didn't get much traction, but um, I want no more Tremaine Edmonds slander at all until people that understand the game of football, understand how the Bills' defense operates – and understand what is asked of Tremaine Edmonds actually come to me with all of that. So with that being said, do we know what we're asking of Tremaine Edmonds to do on a game in game out basis? He's an out, he was an outside linebacker at Virginia tech, right? So automatically we give him the mic. You're in charge of the defense. You're 19 years old. So he had to take all that on, on top of the fact that the Bills never stack the box on defense. The Bills don't ask, you know, they don't put someone else on the line with our four linemen that help him exceed, you know, get through gaps and and, and have gap awareness. So he has to take on an extra offensive lineman if they're asking him to stop the run. Um, The way the Bills play zone defense, they're asking him to do, a shit ton of things in coverage that is not easy to read all the time. So yes, he's got Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer and Tredavious White, you know, back behind him. And he's got an excellent sideline to sideline linebacker and Matt Milano. And the two paired together are really, really, really good. But what the bills are asking of Tremaine Edmonds to do is not easy by any stretch of the imagination. So for everyone out there that says, get rid of him. You know, he's, you know, he's had, this is his fifth year. Get rid of him. He's not, he doesn't make splash plays. Right. But if you go and you look at any kind of stats that actually mean something tackles for loss, um, shedding blocks, um, depth of where, where he's, he's met contact with either a running back or wide receiver. He's up there with Bobby Wagner. He's up there with all those guys. Um, So, and until everyone understands what is asked of Tremaine Edmonds, please the the guy needs to be on this roster. The guy has a wings an eighty four inch wingspan. The guy can 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 break on the ball as quick as anybody that's out there. And I'll go back to it. You want to replace Tremaine Edmonds? Go right ahead. Who are you replacing him with? Please let me know. Do you want to draft somebody and start over? Do you want a guy that's been in the system for four years? Do you want to find a free agent that's going to cost you a ton of money? And then there's the flip side of, well, we shouldn't have to pay him top dollar. Well, you know what? You're looking at the wrong comparable contracts. He's not going to demand 18 to $20 million. No. He's not. He's honestly not going to. I honestly believe he's not going to ask for that. He's going to ask anywhere in the 11 to 13 $14 million, which I think is an absolute steal for a guy who's been to, to multiple Pro Bowls. He's eclipsed 100 tackles multiple times. He's got more tackles at the age of 24 than Ray Lewis does. So I, I, I think we have to look at what the Bills, Sean McDermott, Leslie Frazier are asking Jermaine Edmonds to do, because it's a lot. It's a lot to put on this young man's plate, and I feel like year five, I have a really good feeling like it's all going to come together. Why? Because Brandon Bean went out, and I think he finally got the defensive line right. He got a guy that can go close a game in Vaughn in, in Miller, completely revamped the defensive line with Daquan Johnson, Tim Settle, brought back Jordan Phillips. Ed Oliver is going to have an amazing year. So let's let's let this year play out. And watch Tremaine Edmonds before we come to this conclusion that he's no good. He doesn't make splash plays. He doesn't jump off. You know, he doesn't jump off the the highlight film. So, but me, yes, I'm extending Tremaine Edmonds absolutely. I am,
2: I am stunned by that. <clears throat> and I wanted to point out two things. I was I was looking at my phone. If you saw me looking down, I wanted to find these two because I remember them recently. So, Tremaine Edmonds has 174 defensive stops since 2018, which is ninth most among all linebackers. And he has 28 tackles for loss against the run since 2019, which is sixth most against all amongst all linebackers. Two exactly. very, very, very important categories that Tremaine Edmonds ranks top 10. But I, I know he has flaws, but if you talk to a portion of Bill's Mafia, uh, they would probably say he's a bottom 20, uh, bottom 30 linebacker.
3: And what, what bothers me in – you know, I'm probably going to put myself on an island here, but I, I really don't care because I've, for the last two months, have have watched, I mean, you guys all know, I do highlight videos for, for our, our channel and, and yep. our brand.
1: They're awesome. And
3: then there's times when I'm doing some, one on somebody else, and I just, I, I find myself watching Tremaine Edmonds, and then I go back and watch more, more Tremaine Edmonds. Is there times when he doesn't read a gap correctly? Absolutely. Is there times when he... You know, we want him to be that guy that can shut down Travis Kelsey, right? Well, nobody can do that. So let's be realistic about what we're asking. What middle linebacker
1: shuts down a tight end?
3: Yeah, I mean, let's (laughs) let's be realistic about what we're asking from Tremaine Edmonds before, you know, we go ahead and say, well, he doesn't make splash plays. Does he need to make more splash plays? Absolutely. That's going to get him the headlines. That's going to get him, you know, everybody's going to be in love with him. Why do we love Josh Allen? Because of all the amazing splash plays that he does. Right. So being the quarterback, I think honestly being the 16th pick in the first round of 2018 probably doesn't help him a lot because there's a lot of expectations that come along with it. He's a, he's a freak, but we have to remember that he was put into a position that he wasn't, he wasn't accustomed to playing, right? You're asking a 19 year old to man your defense. Like, let's be fair and assess him. And, Adam talked about the age. Yes. He's still 24. Yes. He's still young. He's still growing, but I think year five is when things start to slow down for him. He's got a better, this is the best supporting cast that he has had in his entire career. (laughs) So if, if things don't change and he's still making the same types of mistakes that we're all crucifying him for, then yeah, maybe we can talk about some other things, but Let's let the year play out. Let's see how these guys gel. And let's let's give the guy a chance. And I think he absolutely deserves a con- another contract with the Bills. And the um, way that
2: you said gel, I would say, too, the, the way that Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde complement one another makes them both very, very good. I say the same thing for the way that Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano play together when they're both on the field. It's a game changer for this defense.
1: I want to I would love – would love just for the sake of the show, for the sake of argument, to disagree with both of you guys. I'm not gonna. I'm, wow, biggest Tremaine Emmons fan. I I'm a Virginia Tech football fan, so okay. I've been a Tremaine Emmons fan since he stepped on the field at Virginia Tech because he was obviously just a freak show at Virginia Tech, and then he was super young. I think he was like 17 or 16 when he was 17 when he showed at Virginia Tech usa He was an animal and he obviously made the bonehead mistakes and all that stuff because that's what college football players does. But Tremaine Edmonds at the right price, because I always think that should be the right price. When you talk about everybody, when you extend contract extension, not just Tremaine Edmonds, because everybody has to be at the right price. Somebody's coming in and offering him $20 million a year. That's different because that's not the right price. And that's for any respective player in the league, maybe outside of the quarterback, top tier quarterback position, because you'll pay top dollar for that. But Tremaine Edmonds, obviously should be a Buffalo Bill long term. And I agree with both of your points. And I also think what hasn't helped him, and I think I forgot who touched on this. Um who hasn't what hasn't helped him in his career in Buffalo is the lack of consistent run defense by the interior of the defensive line. When you have And I I want to say the Bills' run defense has been awful. It's been middle of the pack, a little better than middle of the pack, but there's been some games, and we remember the Colts game from last year, or Derrick Henry two years ago, like some of these games where the run defense looks absolutely lost. But having a consistent enough run defense or run stoppers in the middle helps middle linebackers, helps linebackers, because running backs aren't getting to the second level where the linebackers are untouched or barely touched. It helps the linebacker. So adding Daquan Jones, adding Tim Settle, bringing back Jordan Phillips, another year of Ed Oliver, Von Miller again to take less pressure off those guys will and Shaq Lawson, who's a very good run stopper for his position, will help this. Will help Tremaine Edmonds. I think Dave. I think you said it, or maybe it was Adam. I forget. Um, this is the Bills' best supporting cast that Tremaine Edmonds yep. has had, and I think that's, I think that's, I think that's clearly true. I think Tremaine Edmonds, like you said, he does make those. Once in a while, ooh, he didn't read that play right. And he didn't do that. And obviously, he needs to obviously tone that down, fix that, and all that stuff. But like you said, you brought up the – Adam, you brought up the stat. You said Tremaine Edmonds, 28 tackles for loss against the run since 2019, sixth among linebackers. He's four, tied for fourth with most tackles for loss, slash no gain against the run since 2018. Matt along well, the three guys ahead of him is Zach Cunningham, Bobby Wagner, Wagner and Rokan Smith, who was picked ahead of Tremaine Edmonds in that exact draft. So I think Tremaine Edmonds is a future Buffalo. Bill. I think he should be a future Buffalo. Bill. The scrutiny he gets on wine from Bills Mafia, from everybody that's a Bills fan, is is absurd. Because I think if you're another team or another fan base from another team, outside of maybe maybe five guys, and you can count off your fingers, you wouldn't you would take this guy on your team. Yeah. I think there'd be a lot of guys that would take this. I think yes. and I Dave, I think you're right. If the Bills decided to let Tremaine Edmonds walk, and look, like I said, if he gets twenty million dollars from some team, you let him walk because that's not the financial thing to do when you have other guys to pay. But I even said, like in my article, Tremaine Edmonds should be signed. You know who's so who's an inside linebacker as well? Uh is Miles Jack. Miles Jack right now is getting eight million dollars a year. He's an inside linebacker, he plays a similar Position, Not the Mike linebacker, but he's an – because how Spot track does it, they group the inside linebackers together. So Tremaine Emmons is more valuable, right? Miles Jack is getting $8 million. I would say Tremaine Emmons is better at his position than what Miles Jack is. So if Miles Jack can get $8 million. I think you can get Tremaine Emmons 10 to 12. Right now, Tremaine Emmons is the 21st highest paid inside linebacker in the NFL. Inside linebacker. Not outside linebacker. Inside linebacker. He's 21st in the NFL, and I think Tremaine Edmonds should be a Buffalo Bill long-term. I, I don't think it's – a conver- I think it's a conversation of money. That's it. Yeah. The money yeah. conversation, but why would the Bills want to start over? Because you, Terrell Bernard is not a middle linebacker replacement. Like, it's yeah. not a middle – he's an outside linebacker. He's more similar to Matt Milano than he is similar to Tremaine Edmonds. He's a direct replacement for A.J. Klein. A.J. Klein wasn't filling in for Tremaine Edmonds at middle linebacker. So Tremaine Edmonds has to be a long-term Buffalo because then it puts you in a situation where you kind of almost screw yourself because you're going to take another first-round middle linebacker and wait like we waited for Tremaine Edmonds to develop slowly. When you're in a win-now roster, when we took Tremaine Edmonds five years ago, four or five years ago, we were in a development stage. You're not at the development stage anymore. This is a win-now, win-a-Super-now. Unless Bobby Wagner is walking through the door, or like Fred Warner walking through the door, they're they're not. And spins coming in. Spotrac has Emmons market value at thirteen point eight million per year. I might be. A, I would. I would. If you can get him anywhere from eleven or twelve, I would love that because I think that's exactly what you need. YouTube's coming up with a ton of comments, Dave. We are we, talking about a ton of comments. Let's let's see what. I'd, I'd say. Um, I would say, like I said earlier, anywhere
3: between twelve and fourteen, I'd give it to. Tremaine Edmonds and everybody's talking about, he's going to get offered 20 million and he's going to get somebody out there that's rebuilding is going to want to have a quarterback of that defense. And Tremaine Edmonds comes from a a family of NFL pedigree. So he also understands what the bills have invested in him. You know, they took him in a, in the first round when he was 19 years old, they've, you know, they've molded him on top of the fact that no one else is talking about the fact that Vaughn Miller's now in that defensive room. And you don't think that Vaughn Miller, who is a three, four outside linebacker slash edge rusher is not going to work alongside? And I'm not saying it's the same position, but the, he's going to work with Tremaine Edmonds as far as game preparation, film watching, how, how to, you know, how to prepare yourself on Sundays. He's going to do all that stuff. So, you know, I, I just, and like you said, Pete, like, who you were replacing him with? You're you have a Super Bowl roster right now, yeah. And he's part of the reason why your roster on defense was the number one defense last year. He's not the main reason, yep. but he's part of that roster. So you're gonna draft somebody. You gonna are you gonna take a chance on spending money on a free agent middle linebacker that hopefully will gel with what you're trying to do and your culture yeah. and all that stuff? No, you're not, gonna, not at all. You're not gonna all. resign the guy, and I think you can get him between twelve and fourteen million dollars. Everybody's comparing his contracts to like the Darius Leonard contracts and these outrageous contracts. He's not going to demand that. I'm telling you right now, he's not, we have to look at it, you know, through the proper lenses. He's going to want what his market value is. To be honest with you, spins right. I mean, SpotTrack's got him at 13.8. tracks usually really spot, like no joke. They're spot on. They're, they're, they're very close because they do, they take the, they take the average median of guys that have, his age, um, how long he's been in the NFL, stat-wise, things like that. So, I don't know. I think, I think, Bill's mafia needs to take a step back and stop saying, "Well, how many times did Tremaine Edmonds get blown up on this play?" Okay, well, how many times was Tremaine Edmonds asked to do seven different things on any given play or any given drive? And people hey. don't see that. The stuff that doesn't show up on the stat sheet is the stuff that that people don't want to talk about. You know, the and fact he's a that culture he's older, guy. Yeah, and the the fact that the Bills blitzed four and they ran the ball. So what where's the gap for Tremaine Edmonds to make a stop? There isn't one because the Bills don't stack the box like that on defense. They just don't because they play a lot of nickel defense. And they have a lot of five they have a lot of five, you know, DB sets to where you know he's not gonna have a direct lane at any point in time. Him or Matt Milano, they're not gonna be able to do that. So I think, we need to, I, need to, I think we need to handle the situation a little bit better. People need to be a little bit more apprehensive when, or, or cautious, I should say, when they, when they want to talk about, well, he doesn't jump off the, the highlight film. Well, you know what? Watch what he's asked to do and see what he's asked to do and understand it. Um, I mean, there's not a, a lot of times when Micah Hyde always jumps off the stat sheet or off the highlight film or Jordan Poyer because they're doing their job. They're doing what they're asked to do. They're not giving up anything deep because it's not available, right? Tredavious White, perfect example. Nobody throws at him because it's it's known that he's a top five corner in the league. It's easier to pick on Levi Wallace or Dane Jackson, right? So you know it's it's the, it's the same scenario. Like let's let him play through year five, and let's see what happens with the new defensive line, and then kind of go from there, Re- reassess again from there. I don't think he's going to get. I don't think there's going to be an extension before the season or throughout the season. No. I think this is something where the Bills are just going to kind of assess the whole the whole thing over and over
1: and, and just kind of go from there. I completely agree. Let's let's go to some of the comments because I know we neglected for a second. Spence coming in, I think Edmonds is a key factor. The Bills being a top five defense year in and year out. I spend year, I know you threw out the comments. You, you kind of hit head on the nail here. So Sophia, not a huge fan of Edmonds. Okay. So- you had, your oh, yeah, I lost, no, I'm joking. You can obviously give to your opinion. Um, Brian's coming in, really like Emmons, but does he really have that Hall of Fame linebacker mentality? I have no idea, Brian. What the heck are we talking about here, Brian? Hall of Fame mentality. Come on, Brian. Come
0: on, buddy. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.
1: Edmonds needs an all-pro year to get a long-term deal with the bills. I don't agree because if Edmonds is pulling out an all-pro year, the money might be a little... uh,
2: He's going for twenty million a year if he pulls out a first team yeah. All Pro year.
1: Yeah, the money. I don't think he needs an All Pro year. I think he needs a productive year, and I think the productive year where the Bills defense is efficient, where they were last year, but a little more consistency. Consistency from Emmons. What Emmons does that so, that is so vital is not really tangible fantasy on the field. Yeah, I agree. I think Dave had this, was talking about this. Emmons does so many things at once, and he's in charge of so many things that, um. What do you see on the field is not always how he shows up in the locker room, how he's productive, what the Bills front office at the end of the day is – that's the most important thing. What the front office views him as is what uh, – The culture I, – yeah, I, and,
3: and people might might knock this, but I don't really care. And Adam, I think, was 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 on it earlier. Culture is a big thing. And you've groomed Especially him. with
2: McDermott and Bean. Especially yeah, with his regime.
3: You've groomed him for four years. And
1: – you know, I don't think he's gonna let him walk out the door.
3: <laughs> you know, I, I think you gotta let him grow a little bit, I think too, right? I mean, I, I don't I don't like to use the age thing because he's been in the NFL for, for four years. He's played probably since he could walk football. He comes from his dad was in the NFL, his brothers play for the Steelers. I mean, you can go on and on. But you gotta let him let him play his position with the best, you know. Parts around you. So, my analogy is this, and this is simple, and I'll, I'll be quick because I know we want to move on. But if you work in a job and your job is to support your co workers, but you have a couple that aren't doing their job right, you pick up slack or you suffer the consequences. The Bills had a defensive front that had rookies last year, that had Star Latule coming off of COVID. You know, it just wasn't the best against the run. So, Immediately, everybody looks at the linebackers and says, well, they're not hitting the gaps. They can't read the plays. The pre-snap stuff is confusing him. He's making some boneheaded mistakes. you got to let him play with the parts that are now available because I think if you let them all feed off of each other, I think this is going to be a really special front seven. Honestly, I I honestly do. Um, We could say front six depending on how the Bills line up, but we just got to let the season play out, and we got to stop saying, you know, talking about, how he doesn't jump off everything, you know, oh, he got beat again, because fans are quick to point out when Tremaine Edmonds gets, gets beat or makes a boneheaded play, but they won't talk about how he's consistently in on tackles for loss. We won't talk about how he's double teamed when he's trying to either blitz or he's trying to, hit, you know, hit a gap or something. So I think we just got to let it breathe and, and let it play out.
1: I'm not going to get all of these comments, but I appreciate everyone on YouTube popping in because it's usually Facebook. YouTube's coming in hot. I appreciate Everyone that's coming, what's up, Izzy? Hope you're having a good night. I see you down below. Every time you pop in down below, you scare the heck out of me. What's, what's up, Izzy? My guy, Izzy. Uh, um, yeah, Oliver's under contract for another year. I see you spin. Um, long Wolf. Uh, yeah, he, I agree. As long as signing Edmonds doesn't hinder us from signing Oliver, maybe Knox or Davis. We'll get to that at the end of the show, guys. You don't want to miss it. We're going to be telling who we want to keep and who we're going to let walk at minus player out of the five guys. Um, So... With that being said, guys, keep dropping the keep dropping the comments. Izzy's right. Tremaine, like you said, I know we don't want to use the young card, but he's 23, 24. That's some rookies are that age. So you have to factor that you do have to factor that I know we don't want to use that card. You can use that card at the end, but you contracts that you have to factor that in. So, with that being said, we'll talk about Devin Singletary. We can keep this quick cuz I do we got to get to not Davis Oliver, and Knox in the next 20, 25 minutes here. But Devin Singletary Adam, I'm going to start with you. Singletary, extend or let walk? And for everybody that's listening at home, I don't know where else you'll be listening, on the road, all that stuff, Apple Podcasts, all that fun stuff, is a free agent in 2023. So after this year, Devin Singletary becomes uh, an unrestricted, I know it's not NBA, but not a restricted free agent. So over- uh, for me,
2: uh, it's I love Devin Singletary. I'm a huge Devin Singletary fan, but I'm not a fan of paying running backs. Um, I've seen Bean the past couple of years take running backs late in the draft, sign uh, veteran free agents to kind of fill the gaps. Uh, I'm a let walk uh, unless you have a generational talent at running back. But if the price is right, I'm, I'm fine with extending him. But uh, overall, in general, um, I'm very much a let running backs walk.
1: Dave, thoughts on? Thoughts on the Devin Singletary? This is a super interesting topic, as well as obviously all the other topics.
2: I think
3: I think we we saw a good chunk of what Singletary could be in this offense down the stretch, right? He definitely performed down the last handful of games and he performed one asked in the postseason, but I also think that where that re-signing a running back. Is on the pecking order for McDermott and B is not high.
1: No, I agree. Right.
3: Especially look at how many carries Devin Singletary had in college. So he already came with a lot of tread on the yeah. tires, right? Not saying that you would never re- sign a running back, but I, I just I, I think that they've already re- they started to recycle by drafting James Cook as high as they did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everybody was talking about for the last two years, there was rumblings, not just this year, but last year that the bills were going to jump on a running back and Travis Etienne last year in the first round. And that they were looking at some running backs in the first round this year. Now they went in the second round, which is the highest beans ever drafted a running back. So they're obviously high on James Cook, right? And when Bean drafts a player top three, four-ish rounds, he's very invested. um, Because we all know Zach Moss is still on this roster, and I feel like Zach Moss is still going to be on this roster once the season starts. Now, might he be inactive game days? Probably, but he's still going to get a chance because they've invested draft capital in him. Um, And I know Singletary was a third-round pick, but I just think that this is year four. I think they know what they have in him. I think that they he, – he's – I don't want to say he's hit his ceiling, but like with Levi Wallace, you kind of knew what you had in him, right? You brought him back again. You tried to bring in competition, but did you really? And then you kind of knew what you had in him. So you knew you knew exactly what you had, but if you can get better, you finally realize, okay, we can do better. And that's what we did with James Cook. I feel like he can give you the speed. He can, he can, he can block. He can catch the ball amazingly out of the backfield. Um, and he can take it to the house from anywhere on the field. Singletary can't do that perfect example was uh, the game against the Broncos in 2021. He was, he broke that long run. He got to the 20 and he was like weaving zigging zagging because he couldn't make it to the end zone. Um, And I just think that they don't value the running back position as far as veterans like that. Um, They bring in a guy every year or two. That's a veteran. That's kind of a role player. You know, they they tried to sign J.D. McKissick that that fell through. So they drafted a younger version of J.D. McKissick
2: um, and picked up Duke you know, Johnson.
3: Yeah, they brought in Duke Johnson. Um, yeah, Matt, season, Matt, Brita. Brita, Matt Brita, you know, last year, so Frank Gore, they Frank bring Orr, in. Yeah. They like to bring in the mix of veterans to kind of work in the room with the young guys. And I just think that it's not a top priority to them. I'm not saying they won't re-sign him. I just think that it's, it's highly unlikely um, that motor comes back for 2023. Um, And Hey, maybe he has an amazing season because he's in a contract year and somebody else, you know, make it a contract year for somebody else. That's fine. You know, if, if you're, (laughs) if you're scoring touchdowns and you're averaging five and a half yards of carry and you're doing all the stuff you're asked to do, that's fine. But then let's let James cook cook. No no pun intended. Let's let's see what we have there. And then we can replace Zach Moss next year. So I, th- I just think, think unless
2: you're a, unless you're a legendary talent like a Derrick Henry or a Christian McCaffrey, yeah. Bean has Absolutely. shown that running backs are a dime a dozen. James Cook, okay. Zach Moss, Devin Singletary. Fill up the running back room with veteran running backs. Keep Christian Wade on the roster. Keep uh Anthony Williams on the roster. Like That room is always so stacked, but it never felt like there was one clear-cut guy. And, yes, Singletary did have a great postseason, but they're looking at all of these players that they need to extend, the Edmonds, the Poyer, the Oliver, the edge rushers, the wide receivers, the tight ends. They know that in the next year's draft, they can go in the fourth round to a school like FIU, get some young stud who can run a quick 40 or catch a lot of passes, keep him for three to four years. He gets signed somewhere else. But the guy that you drafted two years ago – is up next. Unless they find a legendary, talented, not that Devin Singletary isn't, but a generational talent. I think that's the kind of thing that we're going to see with Bean and McDermott over and over. They're going to fill it the Robin room with Bell, veteran right. running backs. They're going to draft another running back in the second, third, fourth, or fifth round the next year, and they're going to keep running it back.
1: It might get annoying, but yeah. It like, And I don't, I don't fully agree with this. I don't think because of Cook, it seals Motor's fate. I don't think that's... I think that has might've sold like Duke Johnson's fate and all that fun stuff. But I don't think this has anything to do with Devin Singletary because I think James Cook is coming in. I think he eventually could turn into an every down running back, but he's coming in to be the pass catcher, to be the third down running back, to be the guy out of the back foot. That's dynamic because Singletary is not a dynamic pass catcher. So I don't think James Cook and I love James Cook and I was high on James Cook and the bills taking him. um, But I don't think that directly affects Devin Singletary's future unless we see right away, james cook becoming that rb1 because he's not coming in to be an rb1 he wasn't at georgia respectively because zamir white was also there who was also drafted Who was drafted in the fourth round this past year so they were loaded at running back which georgia always is but i don't think it has a direct effect on devin singletary's future here but i do what has a direct effect on devin singletary's future here here is other people becoming free agents Extending other people and the fact that the Bills could take another third-round running back again, like they did with Moss, like they did with Singletary, and just plug and play and just keep keep rolling that out. Um, I do see we need to see how Cook is. I agree with you, John, but not fully. Um, yeah, you're before gonna, we you're stand, gonna
3: you're gonna enjoy him. I'm James telling Cook you, this this guy's, oh, yeah. this guy's the real deal. This guy's the real deal.
1: Spin, I'm is. gonna disagree. I don't know if JD McKissick is a blessing in disguise. I love James Cook and I think he's gonna be a stud. But I, don't, I think James JD McKissick would have helped this roster really well. I don't think that was like a blessing in disguise. Unless James Cook turns out to be an all pro, which I think he could. I don't I wouldn't say it was like a blessing in disguise. I would say I, it might be. I honestly think
3: out. I honestly think they still would have drafted James Cook if they get the signing. Think so. 100%. With Sadie McKissick going through, because you yeah. you want to add speed wherever you can add speed. You want to give Josh more outlets to get rid of the ball. And everybody's noticed the last two seasons, Josh will will he'll dump the ball off now because he's he wants guys that are open. Because how many times in 2018, even 2019, you'd see a you'd see a running back standing at the sideline with waving his hands, and Josh looks at him and looks him off because he doesn't want to make the throw. Now Josh makes those throws. And the more outlets, the better. So, can you I mean, put even up a low is, comment even from a rookie
2: season? We had Chris Ivory uh, uh, yet again, even early in the Josh Aaron, era, Josh Allen era. We had Chris Ivory on the roster, another <laughs> veteran running back. <laughs> And and one of those plays at the end of the year, the only reason I brought that up was because I think one of the only times throughout the entire year was that last game of the season against Miami. He did throw the check down to Chris Ivory who wound up running like 56 yards to the two yard (laughs) line. But it was like, whoa, a check down. What's that?
1: (laughs) Dave, was this the comment you're talking about?
3: Yeah, that's a good comment because there's a lot of context to that because, you know, Bean reached out to Carolina, I mean, it's been proven that he reached out to Carolina for CMC. So say what you want about CMC and his injury history. There was rumblings that Bean reached out to the Giants about Saquon Barkley. Say what you want, but if Bean can upgrade something that's going to help Josh, because his biggest concern when he got to Buffalo, Brendan Bean, was to get Josh Allen or a quarterback like Josh Allen. Now that he's there, you have to do everything possible to secure – that offense, whether it's Brian Dable or it's Ken Dorsey. You so that proves that he does value them, but it's gotta be the right smart decision going forward. Resigning Devin Singletary and giving him whatever he's, you know, whatever his market value, I haven't looked it up lately, whatever his market value is, when you can draft a guy, keep him on a rookie deal for four years, and put that money towards other avenues and get the same production beans going to do that all day, you know, because I think we can duplicate the production from a motor Singletary of from what he's asked in this offense from a draft pick. I absolutely think that we can. 100%. Um, so, I mean, that's, that was just a, a really good comment from lone wolf
1: spin. I, I love, I appreciate your comment, all that stuff. I appreciate you tuning in every week. I completely disagree with this comment. Cook wasn't even a running back in college. He was a pass catching back in college as well. Um, James Cook was a pretty good darn running back in college. Four years at Georgia, first year 6.9 yards per carry, 6.1, 6.7, 6.4 in his four years running the ball. And this past year in 113 attempts, 728 yards, 6.4 yards per carry, and seven touchdowns. So he can run the ball.
3: Playing against really good defenses yes. in the SEC, yeah. too. And that's in a split
1: oh, a carry system. Remember, yeah. that's a split carry system. Every year he played at Georgia, he was in the split carry system. So yep. Cook was a running back. I think right away he translates to more of a pass catcher. That's where people kind of get their mind at because they have Singletary. But I think down the road, I think, and uh, Nate Geary last week on the episode talked about by the end of the year, um, he believes James Cook will take over as RB1 in first and second down carries, like legit carries by James Cook. Yeah. A lot of
2: people
3: have to remember, to, too, that the Bills aren't – first off, they're going to want to run the ball more, yes, but the Bills are not – More
1: efficiently, that's probably the best.
3: Yeah, they're not going to have a guy that's going to get 30 carries. They're never going to do oh, that. No. And James Cook is a first and second down back. He's a third down back in a passing situation. That's what you want. But the Bills, I don't ever think, are going to have a bell cow. They're not going to have a guy Mm -hmm. that's going to tote the rock 30 to 35 times a game, run down the defense, because we all saw last year, the Bills could be up 28 to 35 points and they're still going to pass in the fourth quarter. That's just how, that's just how the offense works. Now, Ken Dorsey.
2: (laughs) Josh Allen effect. That's all that is, is the Josh Allen effect.
3: Ken Dorsey might be a little different with how he wants to structure things, but I don't think it's going to be, you know, too much different than what Brian Dable did as far as we are a pass-first offense. If we can get a running back that can give us 20 to 25 carries, fine. If not, we're going to split the reps.
1: Yeah. Uh, is, $2 donation. I appreciate Super Chat. Just here so I don't get fined. Appreciate you, Is. Thank you, Super Chat. <laughs> go.
3: Can you guys smash the like button, please? Share this. Smash the like button. Subscribe. Super Chats, get that cool little blue image on the screen if you guys want. For yeah, Hey, where,
1: where does the $2 go to?
3: It just it hangs out on YouTube for a while.
2: Yeah, <laughs> indefinitely. It's not real money, it's internet money.
3: After YouTube takes its cut, it's like fifty-four cents. The two
2: dollars oh. goes to the Tremaine Edmonds fund to keep yeah. it on the team.
1: Oh, it's, it goes to the fund where we can resign every person yep. that we every, yep. that ever becomes a free agent because we have to bring everyone back. Um, yep.
2: Yep.
1: um if Cook wins running back one role, then Secretary should be gone and replaced by another rookie running back. That's what we're kind of that's where we're kind of we're kind of eluding at here. Um, if I smash the like button, the amount of likes for the video will decrease. So, nope, don't smash it again. Appreciate the like spin. So, a little bit running out of time here. So we still have Gabe Davis, Ed Oliver, and Dawson Knox, which is totally fine because I don't want to go too long. But we did have a great conversation about Devin Singletary, and you know what? Let's get to we'll get to the final question because I think. We don't have to break down Davis, Knox, and uh, Albert. And, uh, we can do that for a future episode because I love the conversation of Poyer, um, Singletary. I think that was and oh, and Edmonds because I think that's those are the three guys. So we're gonna start here. We we'll start, Dave. I'm gonna start with you guys. If you could only choose three to keep long term, who are the three? So before I'll, I'll plan out the question. I know, guys, we didn't talk about Davis, Albert, or Dawson Knox, but we'll talk about them here a little. So out of these five, there's three guys you get to keep. This is my game, so we're playing my game. There's (laughs) five guys. Jordan Poyer is not in this conversation because I think he'll get done, and I don't think he kind of falls under this category, just in my opinion. You have Dawson Knox, Ed Oliver, Tremaine Edmonds, Gabe Davis, and Devin Singletary. Out of those five guys, comment section. Let's see what you guys got. Dave, who are we keeping? Three. You get to choose three, only three out of those five guys. Only three. You're losing two.
3: I'm keeping Ed Oliver. I'm keeping Tremaine Edmonds and I'm keeping Gabe Davis. You took my answer. You
2: won't like my answer, he Pete. Pete. He you guys me. are gonna
3: knock me for not saying, you know, who I who I didn't think we should repeat, the flowing locks, but um let's be let's be honest here. Um the Bills brought in O. J. Howard, right? Why? Why is that? I'll, I'll let you guys. I'll play a little game with you guys. Why did the Bills bring in OJ Howard? Because I love Dawson Knox, but why did the Bills bring in OJ Howard?
1: I think one reason one it gives the Bills another weapon, and weapons, 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 weapons at a good price. But
2: it could see with personnel.
1: Yeah, I could also see what the Bills without yeah. Dawson Knox in, and then you bring OJ Howard, and then you replace Knox, and then you kind of have like another cheap two tight end pair instead of paying Dawson Knox.
3: I think too, everybody loves the fact that, Oh my God, we, we hated Dawson Knox. Let's draft the tight end. All of a sudden we love Dawson Knox. He had nine touchdowns and you know, all this, his relationship with Josh is amazing. Both OJ Howard and Dawson Knox are playing for contracts. Let's, let's be honest. And I'm not saying that OJ Howard is better than Dawson Knox. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just, let's, Let's look at it from an overall tight end perspective, because we've seen the Bills do weird things with tight ends, right? Like they brought back Lee Smith because of his blocking ability, right? Yeah. The the more that can be asked of Dawson Knox and the more that he can do other than pass catch, catch touchdown, we have to look at. We have to look at his blocking ability. We have to look at, you know, consistency. He had one good year. We need to pump the brakes, I think, a little bit on Dawson Knox, as far as an extension, right. Anytime soon. I think we need to see if there's another consistent year of that. Um, then yeah, let's talk about, Hey, Dawson Knox is the tight end of the future for the bills, but people, they're talking a lot of smack bills. Mafia is not a big fan of the OJ Howard signing. Um, the guy was in a system that wasn't predicated towards following the ball through the tight end. Look at the wide receivers that were on the Buccaneers right? So the target's share was not there. Um, the guy is a freak athlete. Um, I think he's a better blocker than Dawson Knox. He was a little inconsistent at times. Yes. But we have to look at this, you know, openly to where these two guys can both be really good in this offense. I, I think they can both in the red zone. It's going to, it would be a mismatch nightmare for a yeah. lot of teams. So,
1: and you add Gabe Davis as well. who's Right. A mismatch nightmare.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, we have to watch a full season of Dawson Knox doing everything, right? We have to see him grow a little more before we're like, Oh my God, he's the, the best he's top five tight end in the NFL. He's not there yet. So I think we need to pump the brakes on that. Um, but absolutely Ed Oliver's he's number one on my priority list besides Tremaine Edmonds, I guess, cause he's up next year, but Ed Oliver, if you watch any press conferences from a lot of the defensive guys that sign with the Bills, especially Von Miller, he said Ed Oliver probably half a dozen times. And coming from Von Miller, who played next to Aaron Donald, that's that, that's high praise. Yes. So I, I think if you if you look at anything from Ed Oliver from last year, he was up there for defensive tackles, for pressures, for you know plays behind the line you know, tackles for loss. He was up there with all that stuff. And I think give him one more year with really solid counterparts next to him.
2: I think he's going to have a really good pro bowl season. So
1: Adam, nice. Adam, who are the three you keeping?
2: I'm just going to be different from Dave. Cause mine were the same exact answers, but I want to <laughs> be different. Uh, so it's going to be Edmonds, Knox and Davis. Um, so for me, Edmonds is the signal caller on defense. Uh, we talked in, in heavy detail earlier today, all three of us on the screen, you can add us on Twitter. We're all big Edmonds fans. Um, so make sure that if you don't like him, you just add us and and come into our mentions. Uh, but for me, Knox and Davis, um, because I like seeing Josh Allen throw touchdowns and I like continuity on the offense. I think if we have four more years of Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis, Dawson, Knox, and X, um, it's just gonna. It's just gonna be a wonderful time in Buffalo. We've seen um, in the past few playoff games, um, specifically when we finally won the one against the Colts. Uh, Dawson Knox, my boy, had a touchdown, um, and then against the Patriots, he had two touchdowns. Uh, so we've come to find out that Dawson Knox and Josh Allen um, have a pretty great relationship scoring touchdowns. So I just want to see that continue to live, so we can get the step brothers um jokes keep going we can get all the different cultural references but honestly it's just continuity in the offense um i'm a firm believer in leslie frazier we saw what happened at the end of last year and i'm not saying ed oliver's that guy i'm literally just being different from dave so don't come at me but we saw what leslie frazier can do with you guys this guys right what, what leslie frazier can do with this defense simply making adjustments we lost a all pro uh, top five corner uh, last year, and Leslie Frazier made it seem like it was not a huge deal, minus the playoff game where uh, the Chiefs had that wonderful um, score against us. But anyway, it's just I, I love seeing Josh Allen throw touchdowns. I love seeing Josh Allen dance with his guys in the end zone, and I just think continuity with Ken Dorsey and the offense is is going to be awesome to see for the next four or five years.
1: I'm keeping Tremaine Edmonds. I think we kind of established that, so I'm keeping Tremaine Edmonds. I'm getting rid of Devin Singletary because I think he's replacement. I'm yeah. going to agree with Dave, so I'm going Tremaine Edmonds. I'm keeping Ed Oliver and I'm keeping Gabe Davis. I think I only or, did it to be the original guys. I know. I know. Well, if you went like that, then I if you went the same as you're Dave, like Devin I'm Singletary, Devin uh... Singletary, OJ Howard, and then you know what? Not less than my question. I'll go Jordan. No, uh, I'll go Ed Oliver, Tremaine Edmonds, Gabe Davis. I think Gabe Davis is a generational. I think Gabe Davis is on the precipice of being a generational superstar for the Bills. I think we saw in the playoff game how versatile he is and how good he is. And I think a tight end is easier to replace than wide y- receiver two if you don't have Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Mark Andrews, or Darren Waller, which we don't. And I think Dawson Knox is very good. But I agree with you, Dave. I think you might have to pump the brakes a little on Dawson Knox. I think before this year we were calling for the Bills to draft a tight end going into – this, the year, this, this year we just happened because Dawson Knox had drop issues. He just wasn't efficient, all that fun stuff. And then he turned into – he led, led the league in touchdowns from a tight end position. So I think he's a great red zone target, but I think it's easier to find a tight end in the second or third round in the NFL draft than it is easier if Gabe Davis is the Gabe Davis we saw in the playoffs. If Gabe Davis is the guy like we saw in the Chiefs or even just a, a little less than that, you don't replace him because it's a hard replacement. I think it's easier to replace Dawson Knox. I don't want to replace Ed Oliver because I think Ed Oliver is having a major year this year because of the Von Miller signing, because Tim Settle, Daquan Jones, and Jordan Phillips. Bringing in extra guys on the D-line that are going to be efficient that are not named Vernon Butler will help the people around the Bills. It will help other people. Yes. Oh, my God. It will help. It will help Tremaine Emmons. like we said. It will help. Shaq, Shaq Lawson's a good run defender. It will help Ed Oliver because it will put less pressure on Ed Oliver. Now we have a legit, legit groomed pass rusher in it because I do think Gregory Rousseau and Boogie Bash will also help those guys because it won't be as focused on because you have Von Miller. So it's going to help a ton. So obviously Von Miller is great. Um, But Ed Oliver, Tremaine Emmons, and Gabe Davis. I think Tremaine Emmons should be the future linebacker. I think Gabe Davis is the wire 2 for the Bills for the future. And I think Ed Oliver's the number one D-tackle for the Bills for the future. I think Singletary you can replace, and I think the biggest thing is I think Singletary is the easiest one to get rid of. I think we can all agree on that. I think Singletary is the easiest one to get rid of, and then after that, maybe my opinion, Knox, Edmonds, Oliver, and Davis. Most Bills fans are probably coming in Oliver, Knox, and Davis because they hate Tremaine Edmonds like he did something to their family. Um, Spins coming in, Ed, Oliver, and Knox. That's a tough, tough cut on Gabe Davis right there. It's harder to replace a tight end. Then it's a wide receiver. I I don't agree with that. Like I just said, I think it's, I think it's easier to replace a tight end than a wide receiver, unless you have Travis Kelce.
3: Look at the Bills' season two
1: thousand twenty. The Bills went
3: to Josh Allen went to wide receivers more than anything. The tight end was was a non factor in two thousand twenty. Yeah,
1: you know what I'm saying. Um, Yeah, he's got uh, Davis Knox and Oliver makes sense. I feel like most Bills fans would say that just because Tremaine Edmonds, uh, Daniel's coming in, Oliver Knox, and then Edmonds. So they're cutting Gabe Davis. So Gabe Davis is getting cut a couple times tonight. I, I don't see I don't know about that. I guess they're I guess they're listening to you, Adam. I know. <laughs> um depends on a lot on Shakir. I do think Shakir is more of a slot receiver, but he can also play the outside. But that does have a factor. Does have a factor. Can you
3: can you put up the comment? It's a couple comments down from Dan Tanian DB. It's about Diggs and Davis. If this is something you guys want to talk about real quick.
1: Right here, we're really thin after Diggs and Davis. So,
3: if you give me like two minutes. I'll give you two minutes, Dave. You got two minutes. Everybody, how excited was everybody when we signed Cole Beasley back in 2019? Everybody was excited, right? Yeah. If you look at the stats from Gabe Davis – or not Gabe Davis. If you look at the stats from Cole Beasley against Jamison Crowder, same time in their career except Crowder's one year younger – Crowder's had a better career joining the Bills than when Cole, Cole Beasley, Beasley was joined. joined the Bills as a slot receiver. Now, a lot's going to be predicated on his health, right? He's shown that he hasn't played full seasons. A lot of people are sleeping on Jamison Crowder. Oh, I think he's going to have a, a, a 75 to 85 catch season. People are thinking, I'm crazy right now. I'm telling you, just if he stays healthy, he's going to be a huge – huge third down guy for Josh Allen. He's going to be the Cole Beasley of 2021 or 2022. Just watch. So I I wanted to get that out there. His stats are are off the chart compared to Cole Beasley's when he came over from Dallas to Buffalo.
2: And he's younger and faster.
3: Exactly. And he's a yak guy that the bills were last in the NFL in yak yards last year. He almost had a
2: thousand yards with Sam Darnold.
3: Yeah. And he's played for Zach Wilson, Sam Darnold, not great quarterbacks the past few years. So highly between this and the OJ Howard signing super under the radar signings. Um, and Khalil Shakir is going to be, I think he's going to be something special. I think he was probably one of the biggest steals of the NFL draft. And I know, um, Pete really was high on him when we were doing all of our mocks and stuff. So yeah, that's my soapbox.
1: Shakir in the fifth round was in my opinion, I had an early third round grade on him. Take whatever, whatever, whatever (laughs) you want from my, uh, big board. Um, but, I like Shakir a ton and Dave, you're right. A lot of the mock drafts, when we, did, we posted mock drafts, I had Shakir, the Bills taken. But I think I had him taken within the third round. And I think Shakir was a good pick. Um, go through a couple more comments. Spin, Knox is around 10 for tight ends. I think he's a little just outside. And I know CBS Sports left him off their top 10. Adam, what do you think? Outside top 10 for Dawson Knox, tight end-wise? No, he's
2: going to be top five this year. Let's go, baby. Okay. Dawson Knox season. So
1: who, who's he replacing? <laughs> who's he Who's he replacing?
2: Uh, got Mark Andrews, everyone, Daniels. everyone but Andrews, Kelsey, Waller, and um, Kittle. Kittle.
1: So he's five. So he's replaced like Goddard or something like that.
2: Yeah. Well,
3: Kittle
1: can't
2: stay healthy, so
1: Kittle cannot. And that's the tight end position, like right? the tight end position. There's only a couple where you pay. Right. I would pay right. big money to.
2: Dawson Knox was tight for first and touchdowns. All that matters is when you score touchdowns and do fancy dances. Let's go.
1: Adam wanted to be different. Now he's on the Dawson Knox train. I actually have a Dawson <laughs> Knox jersey in my my closet so I do I also when we said Tremaine Emmons jersey I have the I have a sign I Tremaine. have one too yeah I have a signed Tremaine Emmons jersey so I'm on, I'm on the Tremaine Emmons Tremaine Emmons bandwagon is dropping the money tonight Uh $2 again appreciate is what well, we have we had a dollar tonight for is thank you is supporting the built in Buffalo fund um Davis rep maybe on the roster Knox is not um Dave where's where this money going to man like who who gets the money at the end of the year oh, dude, the Dawson Knox fund now who gets the dollar that YouTube
3: just took a dollar from us? Tremaine Edmonds' uh, re-sign fund that I'm, I'm starting.
2: Yeah.
1: Izzy paid us and YouTube at the same time. No, nah, Izzy. Un-
0: yeah.
1: I appreciate <laughs> <laughs> Is Izzy just handed YouTube a dollar. Uh, yeah. Is Crowder going to demand attention like Beasley did because Beasley was consistently bracketed in coverage? I think Crowder, Shakir, and McKenzie, because two weeks ago when I had z on, him and I went on a twenty-minute rant why him and Isaiah McKenzie why not him why Isaiah McKenzie should get more playing time and more reps. So I think all three of the go those guys that combine because they're gonna be like our SWAT receivers. I am gonna put them like in quotations because they will move everyone around, especially Isaiah McKenzie and Shakir. I think those three guys will demand attention. But I agree, Jameson Crowder is very intriguing. Like you said, if he can stay healthy, that's. The, I think
3: that I think that that right there that bodes well for Jameson Crowder because he's not Cole Beasley. He's not the name that came from Dallas, right? And
1: plus, he's also more dynamic than Kobe's.
3: And plus what yeah. Gabe Davis did in the playoffs, he's going to re- require more attention now. He's going to not have a lot of those wide-open looks that he had last two seasons. Um, plus, Stefan Diggs, 100 receptions two years in a row, he's going to require a lot of attention. So they're going to have – and then – so if you bring out – if you line up Isaiah McKenzie and Jameson Crowder on either side, if you go four wide, I mean, who are you covering? The speed guy that could go oh, in boy. motion and, and – and you know, they can do some sort of jet sweep or something, or are you going to cover Crowder? You're probably going to pay attention to Isaiah McKenzie now because he's the fastest guy on the field. So there's a lot of dynamics that the Bills have added that a lot of people aren't talking about with options that they can do um, with all these guys that are, are extremely versatile. And I saw a comment about um, we don't have an outside wide receiver. Pete, do you think we don't have an outside wide receiver?
1: Um, It's Diggs and Davis just become like, slot receivers overnight then i think that's what i'm to... saying like where yeah, i don't I just, see this comment i can't find this comment where's this comment
3: um uh it's from here yeah, i'll put it up pull it this
1: up this one right here yeah i don't think that's true maybe we don't have a third the big we don't have a third maybe potential outside receiver yeah
3: i, I mean agree. we don't have that we don't have that guy that's going to be an outside guy like tyreek hill we don't have that well, Touchdown, bro.
2: Jesus! What are we talking about, fellas? We got Jay <laughs> Kumero, the how slander. Many,
3: I mean, how many times did we see Josh uncork it to
1: Diggs or Davis? I yeah, think I mean, I'm I'm fine with Stephon Diggs and Kade Davis. I'm fine with Stephon yeah. Diggs, top five yeah. receiver in the NFL. I don't I don't think we we'll have to complain yeah. about <laughs> Stephon Diggs. We'll end with this. Izzy, appreciate you coming with the four dollars tonight, man. I appreciate the super chats, guys. Super chats obviously you get to show up right away. I'm on the Knox train. I also have a sign. And Ms. Jersey. Um, Spit is right. We don't fully have a boundary speed wide receiver. I don't think the Bills fully need that. Maybe that's why Marquez Stevenson could be on this roster because he technically gives you that dynamic. But I think Shakir can turn into that because I think Shakir has blazing speed. Yeah, I think I just really don't it. think that those come every day. Like you just can't find wow. them. But they'll use though you know Shak- I mean? they'll, yeah, I agree. And they'll use Shakira inside and out. They'll move Isaiah yeah. McKenzie around who has blazing speed. Though we're fine. I think we're okay. I think we're okay um hey this was a fun episode i appreciate both of you guys hopping on before we say bye to built the uh, built-in buffalo audience adam where can everyone find you social media instagram twitter all that fun stuff so so everybody can follow you
2: you can find me on twitter uh primetime adam um, as well as Dave and I have a podcast that typically drops on Mondays, the built-in Buffalo podcast. You can find anywhere that podcasts are around. Um, but yeah, primetime Adam on Twitter. Give me a follow. Tell me that I'm dumb for love and Tremaine Edmonds. And I will tell you why you might be right.
1: <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, we got two more
2: dowses. Oh,
1: oh. is in slash out. Dollar 50 is thank you for the We're signing.
2: Everyone with this fund. Everyone's yeah. going to get signed because of Izzy.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Iz. Thank you, Iz. Uh, one man. day, Iz types $200 by accident and sends it. And <laughs> yeah, We don't send it back. Oh, we just <laughs> pocket the $200. Um, Dave, I know everyone can find you on Twitter, but just for the audience, I know you're the founder of Built in Buffalo. You're the one. It keeps the shit moving, which somehow I have no idea how you do it because I don't sleep. That's how. There's um, a thumbnail coming out every other day. There's a tweet coming out every other day. It's unreal, but where can everyone find you? It's uh,
3: it's just at at Dave Myers Bib, um. But yeah, I'm I'm actually me and Akeem, um. I'm uh, officially unretiring, and Bill's allergy is going to be back on Saturday nights here in a couple weeks, so I'm pretty Ooh. excited about that. Um, but
1: I haven't been around for the Billsology with Dave and Akeem. I haven't been around. Oh, it's
3: Dude, it's the best show on YouTube on Saturday nights. I'm tired on Facebook on Saturday nights. Like we have segments. We have all kinds of bells and whistles. It's, it's awesome. You guys will love it. And I'll have both you guys on, of course. Um, but Adam, I want to give some kudos. Adam runs our Twitter. Um, he keeps that thing mainstream. Um, he's super diligent, super organized. And I, I can't thank him enough for that. And our Twitter is about to hit 10,000. Um, and he's, he's resurrected our Twitter. Um, and pete pete does podcasts he does this show he does all kinds of other stuff too um he does he has another podcast that he does which is really good content um and pete's pete's he's in for it he he doesn't know what it's like to be on here during the season I doing do live shows so he's going to be up for the challenge but um i appreciate everybody that that follows us whether it be on facebook youtube twitter instagram which just hit seventeen thousand. Um, our Facebook page has 51,000 followers. If you guys aren't following us on Facebook, it's ridiculous, the amount of interaction we try to do yeah, over there. Facebook so awesome. I appreciate everybody. Um,
2: Sue, Izzy. <laughs> <laughs> We're is, Christian Izzy's
1: got a bunch of $2 bills in his pocket.
3: He's Let's
2: go,
1: like, Izzy. An un-
0: exactly. the- oh, man.
1: And as we see, it is down below. But, guys, I appreciate is, appreciate you dropping the money. I see you typing down there. Don't tell me you drop. I see him typing.
3: (laughs) And Izzy's show is on Sundays. If you guys don't watch, Izzy does an amazing job. He prepares all week. He puts a slideshow together. It's good stuff. Um, It's the Red Zone Report Sundays at 7. It's a good show. So it's a really good show. Izzy's
1: super informative. If you guys don't watch him, you need to check him out. So, guys, that's all I got. Always, this was the Buffalo Boys with Peter DiBiase. You can follow me on Twitter. Right there, DBIC Peter. I will follow you back. Those built in buffalo, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Check us out. Built in News.com. I write for them. Um uh here comes Izzy. I don't know if I want to put that up. Uh, no,
3: breaking tables. Look at he tried to give ten.
1: Okay, breaking <laughs> tables. Breaking <laughs> tables. Breaking tables tomorrow night. Obviously, always on Thursdays. The comments are just the comments are killing me here. Um Yeah, spin. How about we give a couple more zeros to those numbers? Yeah, I agree. Send the money in and Send the money in. But, guys, Buffalo Blitz, every Wednesday, 8 p.m. all throughout the season. I'm going to have to f- have fun balancing my schoolwork because I'm still in college and built-in Buffalo in the fall. But it's going to be a fun time. Uh Every Wednesday, you guys can follow me on Twitter, DBC Peter. We'll be back next Wednesday. Let me double-check who my guest is because I think I have – I think I have a nice special guest coming on next week. Ooh, Ryan Talbot, supposed to be go. coming on. Supposed to be, so don't – it was a fluctuate date, but Ryan Talbot hopefully will come on next week. we we'll be back next Wednesday. Appreciate Adam, appreciate you, Dave, guys, coming on. It was a fun conversation. I'll be back next week on Wednesday. Tomorrow night, Breaking Tables, 8 p.m. You guys don't want to miss this on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Until next time, go Bills.